0: easier and with less effort. Are you ready to step into a life of abundance? Join me Friday, May the 31st for my free money mindset workshop. To sign up for your free place, visit cannycrystalsacademy.co.uk forward slash workshop. right i'll do it. sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month and 6 months of Paramount Plus essential plan on us mintmobile.com/switch
1: upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month face-lower speeds videos at 480p active mint customers by 53124 get 6 months
0: of Paramount Plus essential plan auto renews after 6 months offer ends may 31st 2024 separate Paramount Plus registration required terms
1: and conditions apply if rated pg hey i'm Ryan Reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation They said yes. And
0: then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood (laughs) ass?
1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com
0: slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Canny Crystals, the podcast. I hope that you're all well. This week, I've got another guest on the show. That's two guests in a row. I don't know who I think I am. So yeah, this week, I'm speaking to Natalie Wickenden from Clarity Coaching Hypnotherapy about all things mindset, hypnotherapy, and helping you to understand anxiety and overcome fear so that you two can master your mindset and manifest the goals and life that you desire. So Natalie, welcome. Thank you for being a guest on the show.
2: Oh, good morning. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be a guest.
0: I'm so excited for you to be here as well. So just before we get started, Natalie, would you mind telling everyone a little about yourself?
2: Yes, of course. So I'm Natalie. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist, psychotherapist and coach. Um, I offer what's called solution focused hypnotherapy, which is a mix of psychotherapy and hypnosis. So it's incredibly powerful for understanding your mind, why we do certain things the way why we do them, how we do them, but also for reprogramming your mind to kind of help you then move forward to how you want to be, where you want to be, and how you want to feel.
0: Amazing, and I know recently mm-hmm. you've started your own podcast, haven't you? So we've got confusion yes. to clarity, which I've listened to and I really enjoyed. But it's oh, only two episodes. <laughs>
2: I know, I know. It's it's it, that's how new it yeah. is. It's been on my vision board for about eighteen months, and. I just kept procrastinating because I'm not the most techiest of people and I'm like oh you know how am I going to set it up and then um I just thought one day right look into it It can't be as hard as you're thinking it's going to be and actually it it wasn't um and I yeah I just went for it and set it up but it was literally like about three weeks ago hence where there's only two episodes <laughs> so it's, it's 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 very very new but um, I, I love it it's such a great way of kind of sharing topics and going into more detail that you can't obviously on social media. Yeah,
0: it's weird, isn't it? Because on Instagram obviously you either putting on an image or a reel and you've only got a certain amount of characters that you can actually talk about. But yes, it's it's weird because when you're podcasting sometimes you can go off on total tangents and end up talking about something that you didn't even plan on talking about, which is what I do weekly. <laughs> but honestly keep at it because the day that this episode goes out actually, this Friday this podcast, mm-hmm. Canny Crystals, the podcast, will be one year old. And it's only oh been goodness. the last three months that it's kind of skyrocketed up the charts and actually yeah. being listened to, if that makes sense. So for the first yes. six months, I was getting yeah. something like a thousand listeners a week, and then it jumped uh-huh. to two to three thousand, and now wow. it gets around sixteen thousand a week. It's absolutely crazy. That's amazing.
2: Oh, that's yeah. amazing. I feel very I feel really grateful then to be on the the first anniversary episode <laughs> thank you I know we need a little
0: cake and some candles yeah <laughs> we
2: celebrate this it's a huge achievement thank
0: you so I'm going to ask you something that I get asked all the time but I'm really yeah. curious to find out your take on this as well so that's mm-hmm. around my morning routine so what mm-hmm. does your morning routine look like
2: well I I get up at five I do sunrise yoga I drink a green juice i I Don't at all. <laughs> I, I wish I could do that, but sadly, I don't. Um, but how you start your day is so important, and obviously, working with my clients and on a mindset, I am really hot on morning routines and the importance of starting your day on the right foot. But I also think it's really important to keep your morning, morning routine simple because if you kind of try and make them too elaborate, they're not always. It's then harder to stick to. And if obviously you don't stick to it, you're not going to see the benefits. So for me, when I, I overhauled mine probably over a year ago now, and it was just making some really simple changes. So I've got three children. So my life's really, really hectic and particularly mornings, obviously, and trying to get everybody out the door on time to school and remembering everything. So I just started getting up a little bit earlier. So rather than half past six, I get up at six o'clock and then I come downstairs get the breakfast things out for the kids which they are old enough to do themselves but it's just easier just anything about making your life more simple is the way forwards
0: 100 <laughs> yeah
2: and put the, put the breakfast things out and then what I do is um if it well where it's obviously been nice with the summer I actually make a cup of tea and go and sit in the garden and I just sit out there I've got my journal and I do um, my gratitude list and I did the book the magic which oh my gosh, she's a game changer. Have you done that?
0: Yeah, I do it all the time. Like every few months, I'll just revisit this. I think it gets harder every time, doesn't it? Because (laughs) (laughs) you have 10 things to be grateful for every single day. Initially, you sit down and you're like, but you end up like, I'm grateful for the air. I'm grateful for this table that I'm sat at. And you end (laughs) up being grateful for the littlest of things. But it does really help.
2: It's it's, honestly, it's such a powerful technique. So I do in the morning, do my 10 gratitudes or they call it 10 blessings. And the one thing that, I wasn't doing until I read the magic was putting why I'm grateful for it because I'd always list out I'm grateful for my house or I'm grateful for the food I have to eat etc. But not backing it up with the why. So when I'm writing, I do five things I'm grateful for that are you know like the food I have to eat etc. etc. But then I do five th- of things like I'm like manifesting. So for example, I'm happy and grateful that I've signed five new clients this week or I've done X Y Z. So it makes it a bit easier to think of the ten but it's also putting your mind in that kind of forward thinking position. So I do my 10, um, gratitudes or 10 blessings. And then I do try and do like a five or 10 minute uh, meditation. I mean, hopefully my neighbors can't see me in the garden, sitting out there in my dressing (laughs) (laughs) gown, sitting in the garden, doing my meditation, just even five or 10 minutes. And there's some, I like guided meditations. I recently did, um, Deepak Chopra on Spotify had, um, a 21 day, um, guided meditation challenge which was great because i I like structure so i was doing that that really helped just to start your day feeling more calm and relaxed and then it's kind of getting the kids ready but the other thing i do do is try and do as much as i can the night before so things like kids water bottles making sure the uniforms are out you know there's no like washing up in the sink things uh, so that when you come down you're feeling more clear in your mind ready to start the day so i kind of start the night before but yeah. keep it simple is my two things.
0: <laughs> well, I'm going to have to look into that Deepak Chopra thing because I think I yeah. would really benefit from something like that, like a structured meditation every single day.
2: Yes, I think it's with meditation. It is so beneficial. But I certainly for me, I have such a busy mind. Just sitting in purposeful silence, I, I find it really hard to switch off. My mind's just racing of all the things I need to do. So if you do have somebody kind of like guiding you and they and that he sort of sets the timer as well it just keeps you in that position of listening and not kind of drifting off and thinking oh I just get up now so yeah I highly recommend it
0: yeah I'm definitely going to have a look into that I might even put the link to it once I find it in the show notes I'll I'll, I'll send
2: you I'll send you the link
0: yeah brilliant that would be really helpful thank you so gratitude's really helped um to kind of raise my self-esteem in the past few years especially and my morning gratitude routine of writing things down to be grateful for really helps me to put things into perspective too. So yes. what's your best tips for raising your self-esteem and your confidence?
2: Mm-hmm. So again, the gratitude, like you've just said as well, is so important because when you're acknowledging your wins and your achievements, it automatically boosts your self-esteem. Because especially if we're, we've got a lot of things we're manifesting or maybe we're going through a tricky time, we're constantly thinking about, what's next, what's next, what's next? And thinking of maybe that end goal, but we're not actually stopping and looking at what we are achieving. Um, had a conversation with a friend at the weekend who has moved area, she's got two little girls, she's just the most amazing person. And she's got some really big goals. And she's just like, I feel so burnt out. And I said, but look what you've done in the last weeks look how far you've come. And then she was like, actually, yeah, you, you are right. So I think it's really um, stopping and being your own biggest cheerleader and looking at all the kind of steps you're taking towards that end goal Um, because if you're constantly pushing forwards you're not acknowledging where you are and it almost then makes those big goals seem more unattainable doesn't it you're sort of pushing them further away
0: definitely so you've mentioned that you've got three small kids as well so Mm -hmm. what does your home life look like for you like are there like-minded people in your home or are you met with resistance and how do you deal with negative energy
2: yeah, also oh, one more thing I just forgot to say about the other question was sur- about surrounding yourself with people who are going in the direction that you're wanting to go in. So if you're, you know, lacking confidence and self-esteem, surround yourself with people who are resonating at the level that you're resonating at or where you want to be, or kind of those people that are two steps further ahead from you. Um but home life for me, so um my home life is super busy. As I said, I've got three children, so that, well they're not babies anymore they're 13 10 and 8 so you think oh they're, they're getting old but actually it comes with even more challenges than when they're little like there's so many after school clubs and activities and things to remember so I'm really lucky because um, my husband and I've been together for just over 20 years now so he's kind of I think just naturally got on board with my ways and embraced the fact he's probably married to a witch <laughs> <laughs> so nice. he's had to just get on board with my manifestations and well, my crystals and full moon rituals etc so I am really lucky that at home um, he's fully supportive and actually my children they have vision boards you know if my daughter when she's a bit nervous at school but right let's take some crystals in your pocket and I'll get her to do meditations or EFT tapping uh, I'll set her up with so home I'm really lucky my family around not on board with with my kind of mindset at all or manifestation or of attraction and I think the thing that the way to deal with that is you cannot force your opinions on somebody else, because it just comes across like you're nagging. and it pushes like, oh.
0: them away even further, doesn't it?
2: Completely. So I think, and also as well, if you're so passionate about something, when you're, um, you know, you're, you're talking about it, but you're not getting the response back that you need, it just makes you feel super frustrated. So I think it's really important if you're being sort of met with negativity, it's like, okay, just honor where they are on their journey. If it's not for them, it's not for them. Focus on yourself and almost like lead by example, because when you're reaching your goals, when you're radiating positivity, it's naturally infectious. So you may find they do get on board with you, but oh, you know, well, how did you do this? Or why why do you always feel so good or things like that? And that might be your lead in to share your, you know, your experiences and your knowledge with them. But if it's not for them, then again, it's really important to surround yourself with people who are on your wavelength so you know your family is your family or whatever you can't change that but if it's not if they're not um kind of on board with what you believe in it's like okay well you can still have that respect for them but when you do want to talk about spirituality the law of attraction have that group of people around you that you can talk about that unconditionally and kind of unabashedly and is that a word i don't think so but you know what i mean (laughs) Um, and then you tend to find that that negativity isn't starting to bring you down. That's kind of how I deal with it anyway.
0: (laughs) Well, so how do you keep your spirits so high on kind of a day-to-day basis?
2: Um, I think the key thing is to be aware of your emotions because we're human. We have a whole range of emotions. So it would be impossible to be like super high vibe all the time. You know, we all get days where things piss us off um, and frustrate us. But I think it goes back to that morning routine, having that mindset routine in place. So you're starting the day on the, the best possible foot that you can. And then if things during the day kind of knock you, curveballs come across, you have more resilience to kind of navigate them. But then it's also then looking at the end of the day. So I describe it as like bookends on a shelf. So you can control how you start the day and you can control how you end the day. So it's making sure you end the day on that positive note, um, and reframing anything negative that might have happened. But also doing things like um, brain dumping. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, I just take a, pa- a piece of paper and a pen and just write out everything that's on my mind, good, bad, whatever, and just clearing it from your head really helps to sort of act like a mental declutter. Um, and, Then just bring myself back into the present moment. Get out in nature. Do things that make me feel good. Ring a friend, who always makes me laugh. That kind of thing. Um, And just just on your emotions, you know, if you're having a bad day, it's fine. Do something to pick yourself back after that. You enjoy
0: doing yeah it's all about changing the vibe isn't it like if you're Completely. in a, a low resonating vibe you don't want to be on that you just do something to pick no. up. for me yeah. it's music i think music is one of my yes. biggest crutches i'll put on yes i've got a playlist like a feel-good playlist and it's full of things like you know the cause the spice girls stuff like that it's really yeah. cheesy and if people listen yeah. to it they're like what the hell is this yeah. but it makes yeah. me smile
2: Yes. Music is amazing for raising your vibration and making you feel better. Actually, one of the things I do say to clients actually in the morning is create, like you've just said, a playlist of upbeat songs and put it on first thing in the morning. Because when you're listening to your favorite songs, you just can't feel down. It's going to automatically make you feel good, think of good times. So yeah, that's a brilliant technique.
0: I noticed the other day as well, you posted something about sleep. So can we talk about Mm -hmm. sleep? This really hits hard with me because When I worked in the NHS, I would go to sleep around midnight, okay, so I would be setting my alarm at around 6.30, but most Mm -hmm. nights I would be letting my dog out at 3 a.m. for a pee, he can't hold his Mm -hmm. bladder, and um, I struggled to get back to sleep after that as well, so I was getting up to go to the toilet, Mm -hmm. so I bet all in all, I was probably only getting around five and a half hours sleep, and since leaving the NHS, I now go to bed about 11 p.m., and I get up at 7 and let me mm-hmm. tell you, I sleep like a bloody baby. Like, what's the importance of sleep on our physical and mental health? And how can this affect us now well-being?
2: Sleep is so important to our physical and mental well-being. And actually, it's the first thing that I work on with any client who comes to see me because it is it is that important. And I think we're so hot on like children, you know, making sure they get to bed early, have that bedtime routine, but we don't apply the same principles to adults because First and foremost, when we're sleeping, there's lots of different processes that our body is going through. But the two key ones that that I talk about with clients are your essentially your beauty sleep, which is when your body is healing, rejuvenating and repairing. So we need that right amount of sleep for us so our body can repair physically. But from a mental perspective, from a psychological perspective, when we're sleeping, when we're dreaming, we're going through what's called our REM cycles, our rapid eye movement. And dreaming just isn't something fun to pass the night away. There's a process behind it. We're going through all the events of the day, all the trials and tribulations. We're making sense of them. We're storing memories and we're getting rid of things that no longer serve us. So I always use the example to clients of if, for example, you've had a bad day, somebody's frustrated you. When you go home, you might say to your partner or your friend, oh my gosh, this happened today. And they'll be like, oh, you know, try not to think about it. Maybe they didn't mean it, but you feel really angry. When you go to sleep, during your REM cycles, you will rerun that event. So you might find yourself dreaming exactly as something happened, or it might be one of those crazy metaphorical dreams where you're thinking about somebody you were at school with 15, 20 years ago. But when you wake up in the morning, you will find that that event is not bothering you as much, or you might have even forgot about it. So, if we aren't getting the right amount of sleep or the right quality of sleep, we don't have enough time each night to process all those thoughts, all those trials and tribulations. So, what you then find is you're either going to wake up in the middle of the night because your mind's too busy and full, or when you do wake up the next morning, you feel like you've been ten rounds of Mike Dyson. You're like, "Oh my gosh, I can't get out of bed. I just feel too groggy and tired." And then you find yourself feeling anxious or overwhelmed the next day. So it's so important to have that good bedtime mindset routine. So you're unwinding your mind before bed, so you're feeling calm and relaxed, getting to bed at a good time. So you're giving yourself the best amount of sleep, the right amount of sleep for you as a person. So you've got time to physically heal, rejuvenate, but also to clear your mind out so you feel refreshed the next day. Um, Which is why if you've got a lot on your mind, you find yourself waking up at like two, three in the morning, your mind's racing, you can't go back to sleep. So yeah, sleep is just honestly, I could talk about it all day. It's that important. <laughs>
0: I was going to say, I, I think I read a few years ago as well, that are your sleep cycles in kind of 90 minute blocks? Is that right?
2: Yeah. So you go through, especially if you've got um, like a you know smartwatch or Fitbit and you track your cycles, but you can go through, they say it's up to five cycles of REM per night. So which is why sometimes you can remember your dreams when you wake up and you can remember up to sort of five, depending on the type of person you are. But if you're trying to overdo it, if you've got too much on your mind, then you physically don't have enough time every night to go to go beyond those five cycles, which is why then you find yourself waking up. So, yeah, it's so important to be really thinking about during the day. How do I want to be? How do I want to feel? So you're minimizing the amount that you're putting into your mind. So you've got time every night to go through those REM cycles to clear everything out so you feel refreshed the next
0: day. I'm really going to look into this because like I'm just having the weirdest dreams at the minute and I don't know if it's because I'm using different crystals by my bedside it probably is yeah to be fair I I need to move that Moldavite away from my bedside yeah oh gosh yeah
2: (laughs) yeah definitely
0: (laughs) but even last night like I keep having these like recurring dreams whereby there'll be someone in my dream and I'll think it's one person but then when I wake up I'm like, yeah. oh, that wasn't my mom. Do you know what I mean? It was oh, a random wow. girl from school and but all the way through <laughs> my dream I've dreamt that this person is my mom and then when I woke wow. up I'm like, that's not my mom.
2: See, dream analysis is is so fascinating mm. and I was if I I I don't know the meaning behind it. I'm not a dream analysis, you know, professional or expert, but if I'm ever feeling overwhelmed, or I've got a lot of stress going on in my life, I always have dreams, this makes me sound a bit crazy, but about like tsunamis and waves, and I can't run away from the wave, and I feel like I'm stuck. So I think, yeah, look at what you're maybe look at kind of in your physical life, kind of, you know, if there's any, any elements that you're, that are relating to that dream, or there's lots of dream analysis websites, but um, yeah, I'm always a bit cautious about looking at them and what they actually mean because sometimes you can look and go, "Oh, I'm not sure that if that sort of it triggers my anxiety a little bit." So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dreams are interesting. Yeah, um, really and are. It's, it's fascinating. But yeah, so but it could just be obviously if you've had a lot of changes in your life as well, like you've set up your new office studio, and you know your mind's processing all of that during your sleep. So sometimes it doesn't have to have a specific meaning. It could just be an amalgamation of what's going on in your day and how your mind's processing it all together.
0: Yeah, I get that. So can we talk about hypnotherapy as well? Because you're a trained hypnotherapist, fully qualified. (laughs) Um, So I recently had a hypnotherapy session and it really worked on my limiting beliefs because months ago, I would worry that if I got maybe really low sales in a day, you know, it would mean that my business was going under. And that was such a limiting belief of mine. And I Mm -hmm. honestly believe that since I've had that hypnotherapy session, it's kind of worked for me in getting rid of this. So although I've sat in on a hypnotherapy session, I have no idea how it works. So how do you go about reprogramming the mind?
2: Okay. So I mean, I I always love it when people have had hypnotherapy themselves, because you can see firsthand how amazing it is.
0: It's fantastic. Like I've never felt better about my limiting beliefs.
2: Yes. And I think this is the thing. So with what the type of hypnotherapy I offer, because there's lots of different types, it's with solution focused. It's the psychotherapy so it's helping you to understand like I said at the start what you're doing why you're doing something and when you have that understanding especially if it's to do with anxiety or limiting beliefs it's like okay it's my mind trying to protect me so it's not that I'm just lazy or I'm just you know too scared to do something it's your mind stepping in to try and protect you so when you have that understanding first and foremost you can be kinder to yourself But then in the actual hypnosis, we can reprogram those limiting beliefs. If you imagine, I always describe it a bit like um, a computer and dare I say the V word, but let's imagine there's a virus in in the computer (laughs) system. What we're doing is we're getting rid of that virus and we're, Creating a new program so we're not changing you as a person because I think that's what a lot of people are fearful of. It's like, you're going to, are you going to change me? I don't want to, I don't want to change who I am. And we're not at all, we're just rewriting those negative patterns, those programs in your mind, and reprogramming them with how you want to be and how you want to feel. So, kind of just making you be that even better version of yourself, or you know, like an iPhone update, you're kind of going from version. 13.5 to 14 um, so you're still the same person we're just upgrading the software in your mind um, but it creates long lasting changes and I think that's the key thing as well it's and it and it's done in such a way that it's so subtle um, and a lot of my work is demystifying hypnotherapy because a lot of people think it's what you see on tv or stage and it's not that at all it doesn't involve pocket watches it doesn't involve looking into my eyes or anything like that at all it is done very um calmly it's really relaxing I and mean, you probably found that too did you just find you kind of zoned out
0: well at one point I actually thought I was asleep but then yes. when I thought about the session I was like no I, I was I was like conscious the entire way yes. through but it was almost like because I did it on my couch at home and I just had my headphones mm-hmm. on and I lay back yes. and she was talking mm-hmm. away to me and I was answering the questions so I was still consciously yes. answering yes but it was almost like I'd had a 45 minute now, if that makes sense. I yes. felt really refreshed afterwards and I felt really kind of lightheaded and I sat and I had some water and then I was thinking that those thoughts have kind of gone out of my head. So mm-hmm. and now I'm about two months down and I'm thinking that was all off one session. That's crazy.
2: Yeah, and I think with the hip, with hypnotherapy, when you've had this the session, you're like, Do I feel different? Is do I feel this way? Especially if um I do a lot of work with phobias as well and you kind of question has this changed? Do I feel different? So I've used hypnotherapy myself, I used it for when I was in training, um, we had to do reciprocal sessions, I had a really bad fear of flying, it was awful. And um, my colleague, my friend, she did the process on me and got rid of my fear of flying. And then I've continued to use it myself as part of my sort of mindset, well being routines, because I had a real limiting belief, like I wouldn't put myself to camera like I wouldn't put my face out there I would have all this kind of information I wanted to share but I had this limiting belief that like oh I'm, I'm not good enough or I'm not clever enough so I in, in my conscious life would be I would do so many courses training courses honestly I've had I've probably got more letters after my name than the alphabet because it was just this <laughs> constant like procrastinate learning where I was like I need one more qualification if I do this then i feel worthy and when I had some sessions with my friend and there's some different techniques you can do but we went back and I actually went back to a time which consciously I hadn't remembered but I was about seven years old which interestingly is up until that point when our core beliefs and values are being created so if things happen in that that time frame it can really affect you even as an adult and my I went back in in trance to um, a classroom setting and I was about seven years old and the teacher called me stupid because I I think I'd I'd done something and she called me stupid. And that, her saying that had then gone into my subconscious and it was manifesting in my adult life as this not wanting to put myself out there because my subconscious was saying, well, it's not safe to do that. So I was completely self-sabotaging every time I had an opportunity to do something because my subconscious was like, it's not safe to do that. And if you're, the job of your subconscious is to protect you and keep you safe. So if there's a limiting belief that it, it's perceiving as dangerous and it's going to intervene it's going to stop you doing that so in hypnosis what we did is we went back and we released that belief we let it go and it's it's transformational it really is and i think that's why i'm so passionate because again like you you've seen personally how powerful it is um and just how much we can hold ourselves back from not even being aware of things
0: oh definitely i mean i've got the weirdest phobia as well so Mm -hmm. maybe like I should have really looked into hypnotherapy about this ages ago but my phobia it's really weird but it's um yeah. you know like if a man if a man wears like a white shirt you know they're like see-through buttons I'm scared yes. of the buttons
2: I've had a, I've had a client with phobia buttons before Do you know what it is uh, bu- I was bubbles. I was watching
0: an episode of Jeremy Kyle like years ago yeah. and there was a woman <laughs> on it with a fear of buttons and I was like oh my god I'm not the only one and Mm-mm. I kind of i've i've worked it out myself. I think where it stems from. My nana used to have like a little tin with buttons in when I was younger, yeah. and mm-hmm. I'm sure I remember choking on one when I was oh younger. My gosh. And I think that might be where it's kind of all stemmed yeah. from.
2: That is very plausible. And the great thing about when we're dealing with phobias is, is um if you especially if you do know where that point comes comes like where it triggered from, we can go back and we can release that with techniques and reframe it. So. Yeah, I've worked with phobias, but I had a a client recently, because not all um, phobias are um, kind of clear cut of how they came about. A lot of people go, oh, yeah, I had a flight and this happened and that triggered my fear of flying. But I had a client who had a phobia of glass, as in like drinking glasses, and he came to me and he's happy for me to share this story. And he had a phobia of this glass and he said, oh, yeah, it happened because I was in a, a busy pub and somebody knocked into me and I spilled my drink. I was like, OK, I mean, it didn't not to be disrespectful to him, but it didn't sound too traumatic. But our, our brains are incredible. Like I had, a, I had a client who had a phobia of raw meat and it was because when she was cooking, um, the gas on the hob kind of blew back at her. And as she jumped back, she looked to the right hand side and there was some raw meat that she was cutting up ready to cook. And her brain made the association of fear, raw meat linked it together, which is what created her phobia so with my client with the glass, I was like, okay, let's, so we followed the processes. And a week later, he came back and he said, it, it doesn't feel as prominent, but it's still there. I was like, okay, so we did some different techniques. And we actually went back. And it actually came from um, an incident when he was really little, about five or six. And he was on holiday with his mom and his uh, grandma. And he was in a talent show. And he was dressed up as a sports personality who was famous at the time and had this catchphrase. So he was waiting to go on stage and in front of him was a little girl dressed as a ballerina. So she skipped on stage, did a ballerina 12, skipped off, everybody clapped. He walked on stage. He absolutely froze with fear, didn't know what to
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well...
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
2: He forgot what he was meant to do. So he did a ballerina twirl, skipped off stage and everybody was laughing because obviously he was meant he was dressed as a sports person yeah and that the laughing actually was triggered that response of like the the fear so when we went back up what had actually happened was that day when he was in the pub and somebody knocked into him it triggered that embarrassed feeling and that's where his mind made the assumption so it wasn't necessarily a fear of the glass it was the feeling of being embarrassed but we were able to release that let it go he's absolutely fine now like he after the sessions he sent me pictures of him not turned in, into an alcoholic but in like pub gardens <laughs> with fine glasses yeah. and but his but also phobias as well if you have a phobia then like they they build you build like layers to them so in his case it was initially glass but then it was anything to do with like glass containers china cups and mugs it went from being in public settings to being at home um so yeah phobias are all consuming so yeah absolutely if you want to work on your fear of your phobia of buttons we can totally tackle that one
0: it's weird isn't it it's almost like you've got to heal your inner child if that makes sense yes
2: yeah absolutely and release it and let it go
0: there's a lot of programming that we don't actually realize that we're conditioned from birth and I talk about this all the time in the podcast Completely. but it's kind of yeah. like things that we've just picked up on when we're children and like you're saying we build on layer and layer and layer and before yes. you know it it's a full-blown like phobia or limiting belief within us yeah and it all stems from our childhood it's weird yeah I'm um, I'm also going through um a little session on ho oh, that? oh
2: yes I love that yeah, so
0: it's kind of like forgiving, releasing, loving and letting so go. Powerful. And yeah, yes. and I'm doing a lot of visualization meditations on that at the minute. So yes. yeah, I'm probably going to do a, a podcast episode on that.
2: You <laughs> oh, definitely need to do on that. It's such a powerful technique. And I don't think that's spoken about enough. But yeah, I, I've used that myself. It's incredibly powerful for letting things go
0: yeah definitely amazing i'm going to put you on the spot here and ask about anxiety (laughs) because a lot of my listeners are affected by kind of anxious thoughts and you know the overactive mind so how do you define anxiety and what can we do to limit these anxious and frustrating thoughts in our everyday life
2: so um i think first and foremost it's being kind to yourself so I got into the work that I do through having debilitating anxiety. Um, So I'd always had anxiety and then there was a significant event that happened in my life that just escalated my anxieties off the scale. And um, there wasn't a lot of support for me at that time. So I looked at different holistic and alternative therapies. So I always really stress to people who are feeling anxious, it's find it's understanding what's going on in your mind because when we're feeling anxious we can be so hard on ourselves so like oh just stop it you know why am I feeling like this especially if there's not something specific that you are anxious about it can be really frustrating so going back to what I do the psychotherapy element is understanding what's going on inside your mind. So I do an explanation of our brain and how anxiety is created, and how your thoughts affect your physical reality. So 95% of our thoughts are subconscious, we're not aware, we're thinking of them. So when it comes to anxiety, quite often, we could be thinking things on a subconscious level that are affecting us that we're not consciously aware of. So if you understand at a deeper level, what anxiety is, which is essentially your brain perceiving a threat, And your subconscious's job is to protect you and keep you safe. So if you can understand, okay, my mind's trying to protect me. And then starting to bring conscious awareness to to your thoughts. So, um, you know, starting to look at your surroundings. Okay, is this likely to happen? So things like journaling, meditation, working on ways to calm your thoughts. So what we want to do is move you from that subconscious part of your mind to the other part of your mind, which is the intellectual part of your mind. So if you imagine that part as like the CEO, logical, rational part, when you're anxious, you're in that primitive part of your brain, that subconscious where everything's a threat, everything's a danger. It's like fight, flight, freeze mechanism. So it's just breathing, calming yourself down, moving into the intellectual part where you can look at the situation more objectively. Okay, is this likely to happen? Do I need to worry about this now? no are there steps I could put in place to help me sort of calm down having sort of uh, especially if your anxiety is um, quite persistent having that that mindset routine making sure you're getting plenty of sleep um, looking and I think also surrounding yourself with lots of positive um so things to simulate you so audiobooks podcasts um, surrounding yourself with positive people who make you feel good but if your anxiety is is really prominent is seeking that professional help and you know that could be going to the doctor and taking medication like I have a lot of clients who come to me like oh I'm taking medication and there really shouldn't be any taboo around that at all it's whatever you need to do to help you keep on that level playing field and feeling like you can cope it's the most important thing But, but looking at getting professional help as well so going to a therapist and like we've just said you know because it could be something that's triggering your anxiety that happened from way back when and in a few sessions you could release that and let that limiting belief go so you can you know rationalize with your anxiety again
0: yeah i totally get that as well because i've spoke about this in the podcast but last october I yeah. just started being really, really anxious in my day-to-day life and my yeah. heart rate was fluttering daily and I wear a, an Apple watch. So it, I kept yeah. getting these notifications saying that my heart rate was over 140 and I was just sat there Gosh. like not doing yeah. anything. And I went to the doctors one day and well, I didn't go to the doctors. I had like a, a phone consultation, you know, cause of COVID yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah. he literally prescribed propranolol without even yeah. like me telling him anything else i just said oh i've got yeah. a high heart rate i'm quite anxious and he was like there you go yeah. there's some propranolol he didn't tell yeah. me how to use it or anything like that so no. i took um the like the propranolol i took it over the course of a week and he was like no, no yeah. that was for as and when, and I was like, Well, yes. I didn't you didn't say that you was take telling me to take three times a day. Yeah. So but I was still training, so going to the gym every day. So my right. heart must have been in a right flutter because it was yeah. getting pumped up with the, the gym and the high intensity yeah. exercise, and then I yeah. was kind of lowering it down, but I was also drinking yeah. coffee and things like that. Wow. Um, yeah. So I'm surprised I didn't have a heart attack to be honest. Oh, bless you? <laughs> but I know exactly what you mean because when I started working with my life coach back in January, I started yes. working through all these different things. And I think that yeah. was better medicine than the tablets themselves, actually.
2: Yeah, I think that's the thing. And like I said, it's, it's, you know, totally down to the person. But I think sometimes with the medication, it can be a bit of a plaster over, the, over whatever the problem is. And it could just be, like I said, understanding what anxiety is. Because when my anxiety was at its worst, I didn't know why I felt this. I, well, I knew why I felt the way in the sense of what had happened. But I was like, I can't stop it. I don't know how to stop it. So when I'm working with clients, it's helping you to understand, but then find tools and techniques that help you to cope. it's like building up a toolkit. So I think also as well with anxiety, it's a self-preservation tool. So we we can't eradicate it completely, but what we can do is learn to keep it under the surface, but find out what triggers it. So uh, for me, a lack of sleep is my biggest trigger for anxiety. Diet, you know, weekend you've maybe had some drinks, takeaway, sweets, and things like that. Yeah, you that's a get huge the, trigger the Sunday afternoon. Yeah, don't <laughs> yeah. You? The,
0: yeah I, exactly. I, well, I call it anxiety because I'm yes, always hanging. <laughs> it is.
2: Yeah, it is. It's exactly that. Um, and I think it's just being mindful. So if you are feeling anxious, like okay, right, why do I feel anxious? Is there something specific going on? Have I been looking after myself as well as I could? And and with my regular clients, one of the most important things I stress to them is being consistent with your mindset routine because when we feel anxious, it it doesn't feel good, we feel uncomfortable. So we suddenly go to town throwing everything we can at feeling better. And we start to feel better, we pick ourselves back up, we go onto that level playing field, but then we feel good again. So we're like, Oh, it doesn't matter if I don't meditate today, doesn't matter if I don't journal today. And then although you might never go back down to where you were, you do just gradually start to drop off a little bit. And then you're like, Oh, I just feel a bit blur today you know so I think it's really important to understand what anxiety is why you feel anxious but have that toolkit and be consistent with it so you keep it under wraps Um, and if it does flare up just be kind to yourself but go back to basics small steps to regain control
0: totally get that as well because I even spoke about this a couple of episodes ago about kind of when i'd reached my manifestation goals i then yes. stopped manifesting i stopped visualizing yes. i stopped meditating mm-hmm. i wasn't doing any self-care rituals and i thought well yes. i've got my manifestation now do you know what yeah I mean? so do you know what i'm getting at like it's almost yes. like we stop what we're doing once we reach yes. that whereas yes. we should continuously carry on with it and would probably aim for a, a higher goal or something like that
2: completely I think that's how I reached out to you Actually, I think it was one of the episodes in the podcast where you said about like when you've manifested something then you just sort of stop and I call it um like a, I call it a manifestation hangover which I don't know if it's an official term I just, it is now I, it is now we've coined it i'll, I'll trademark it <laughs> and um but it is that like almost like oh my gosh i've i've reached that goal and you feel almost overwhelmed like, i can't believe i did it especially if it's a big manifestation and then you just sort of that overwhelmed feeling just kind of sort of pulls you back in like okay now what do i do which is where it's i think when i've messaged you i was saying i felt it's so important to acknowledge your wins along the way to your manifestation so when you do manifest it it's just like a given like I knew that was going to happen I don't feel so if I'm like yes I'm grateful I'm appreciative it happened it's here I'm enjoying it and embracing it but then you're kind of not in that place of like oh my gosh how did I do that it's like yeah I knew I was going to do it so you feel good in yourself because actually um, when you're thinking about how you want to be and feel positively you are producing your feel-good hormones you know your your dopamine your serotonin and that is what keeps you on the level playing field and keeps you moving forward so yes so important to to you know keep think keep being kind to yourself and acknowledging your wins
0: 100 percent. okay so are you up for a little exercise because i love you to speak directly to my listeners just for a couple of minutes just to help raise their vibes i mean you know, as well as I do, the UK at the minute, especially is in a period of mourning mm-hmm. because of recent yeah. events, and I really think that you could help lift our spirits and read, like raise our vibes. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll pass over the helm to you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, absolutely. So this is one of my favourite techniques that I use with clients and I use it myself. So please only do this. Let me just caveat it by saying, if you can sit somewhere that's quiet, where your attention is not needed, and certainly not while you're driving. Thank you. Um, So I've spoken this morning about your mind not knowing the difference between imagination and reality. So whatever you're thinking about is going to affect how you feel. So this exercise really proves that in a visual and physical way. So what I want you to do first is I want you just to sit comfortably. And I want you just to bring yourself into the present moment. So just let your eyes gently close I want you just to take a few deep breaths just slowly in through your nose and just exhale out through your mouth. Just again, in through your nose and just slowly exhaling out through your mouth. And I want you just to clear your mind of anything that you need to do after this or that you were meant to do before. Bring yourself now and just give yourself permission to sit for a few moments quietly. Now, first of all, what I want you to do is I want you to think of a time when you felt really frustrated. So something had annoyed you and you felt really angry. And I'm not going to leave you like this, So just trust me on this one. So bring that image to mind and I want you to make it vivid and clear. So really if you are right there, right now. So see the image in your mind. And as you see that image, I want you to feel all those physical feelings that you felt at that time. So allow them to rise up from your belly. Maybe it's a agitated feeling just allow that just to, to sort of circle circulate around your body so make that image vivid and clear hold it for a second okay and now what I want you to do is I want you just to open your eyes now I want you just to search inside you for a second to just notice how you feel even though that event hasn't just happened you can feel all those frustrated feelings that you felt at that time now, I promise I'd raise your vibe, so I'm not going to leave you like this, but I want to show you the importance of where you place your mind affecting how you physically feel. So this time I want you to close your eyes again, gently let your eyes close, and I want you just to take a nice deep breath in through your nose, hold at the top for a couple of seconds and slowly exhale out through your mouth. Just start to let all those negative feelings disperse. Again, deep breath in through your nose and exhale out through your mouth. Now this time, I want you to think of an occasion, a time, a memory where you felt amazing. Maybe you felt super confident, you were just elated, happy on top of the world. And it could be recent, it could be from a really long time ago. So now bring this image to your mind. So make it vivid and clear. So hold that image, make it vivid and clear. And I want you to really hear all the sights and all the sounds around you. Make the sights vivid and clear in your mind. And I want you to feel those feel-good feelings that you felt at that time. So just hold that image. So if I was in your mind, I'd know exactly what you're doing, thinking and feeling. And just imagine now that I've got a dial, okay? And I'm turning that dial up. And as I turn that dial up now, You are intensifying those feel-good feelings. So as I turn that dial now up, make that image more vivid, more clear. Those feel-good feelings amplify them now around your physical body. You are right there right now. So as I continue to turn that dial up, allow those feelings to amplify. Feeling so good. Maybe you can make the sounds you hear in your in your mind louder, more vibrant. If there's music playing, make it louder. If you're laughing, I want you to really feel that laughter in your belly. Hold that image, making it as loud and vivid as you can. And just hold it for a few seconds. Now turn that dial up. It's as intense as you can possibly make it. So just hold that there. And then I want you just to slowly, when you're ready, open your eyes. Take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. And just notice, even though you weren't there, you didn't just have that really wonderful experience, you should now start to feel those feelings that you felt, or if not, you should be feeling feeling lighter. So you can see now the importance of where you place your thought energy and how it's going to affect you and feel. And of course, things are going to frustrate you, we're human. But if you can reframe those negative thoughts, if you have this feel good memory that you can close your eyes and go back to it's like your own secret tool and weapon that you have at your disposal anytime you need that visual pick me up so hopefully you're feeling more positive and a, and a bit more um high vibe
0: i am like uh, that, Yay. that was a bit wow for me um <laughs> I, was, I was instantly transported to thailand and it was <gasps> one of amazing one of the best days of my life because oh. we went to an elephant sanctuary and wow it, 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 they weren't in captivity or anything like that they came over to you but we got to feed them and bathe them and th- they, w- they had like little elephant babies with them <gasps> and things like that and my it gosh. was just amazing it was honestly one of the best experiences oh. i've ever had in my entire life and i was instantly transported back there yeah so thank you for that like i oh, feel so much better than i did a few minutes ago and that's all oh, just from the power good. of thought isn't it it's weird yes
2: our minds are so incredibly powerful and you know like we're saying throughout the, our conversation you know if, wherever your your thoughts are is where you're going to take yourself so especially if you're manifesting it's so important to be thinking how do I want to be how do I want to feel so that exercise you can do by yourself just sit close your eyes take your mind back to that happy place that positive time just hold it for a few seconds and like I was saying as well when you're thinking about how you want to be you're producing your feel-good hormones and the opposite's happening if you're not, if you're thinking about how you don't want to be, you're producing your stress hormones, your cortisol, your adrenaline, which is why when you were anxious, <clears throat> your heart rate was racing. So when you're thinking about how you want to be and feel, you're producing your feel good hormones, you're just giving yourself more resilience to tackle whatever's coming your way.
0: So just speaking about manifestation and visualisation, what's been the best thing that you've ever manifested through visualisation and gratitude?
2: Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, two, two big ones. My, I think my top one would be my daughter. And I know that sounds a bit wild, but um, there's a bit of a backstory. So my, my story does talk a little bit about baby loss. If anybody finds that triggering, I, you know, obviously fast forward this part, but it's such a intrinsic part of who I am and why I do what I do. So um, in 2010, uh, my husband and I, we had our second child, our little boy Brody, and he um, passed away at 26 weeks gestation and it was just the most devastating time. My anxiety went through the roof and I was really struggling to cope. But David my husband and I we really wanted to um to have another child so my daughter Nicole was just turning 2 and Brody was born and we both wanted to be able to give her a sibling in the you know, the physical sense. We we're never going to replace Brody. But um it was such a daunting prospect to go through a pregnancy again. Um but it was when I was in that real grief and anxiety period, I came across the book The Secret. So this was twelve years ago. Um, so social media wasn't what it is today. There wasn't podcasts. There wasn't. I think even YouTube was a thing. So um, yeah, I just came across the book The Secret, read it, and I was like, "Gosh, this is amazing!" And obviously, um, it was. I found The Secret is quite hard. It is quite hard to follow, isn't it? Is that just yeah, me? It is. it is quite hard. <laughs> but I, but I read it. I was like, "Okay, well, I, I get the principles behind it." So. Um, I sort of shared the book with David and I just created this visualization in my head. So I had this visualization of David, my husband and I, with our daughter, Nicole, sitting on a hospital bed holding a newborn baby. And we had to go through loads of testing, loads of scans. It It was a really tough experience this for this next pregnancy but every time I felt anxious I just kept this vision in my head of sitting on that hospital bed feeling like the overwhelming love and pride that she was that well he or she was here and that really kind of kept me going through the the pregnancy and we we were really blessed we fell pregnant um at each stage the pregnancy was healthy the baby was growing and we were very blessed to have our second daughter Darcy and she was actually born um well almost 13 months to the the date after we had Brody and when we'd had her um the midwife came in and she was like oh would you like me to take some pictures of you all and I was like oh yes please thank you so she took the camera um and because iPhones weren't as good as they are today so she took my camera took some pictures when we came home I was going through the pictures she had taken and I kid you not it gives me goosebumps now the exact picture I'd visualized in my mind she had captured like the exact image, the position we were sitting in, Nicole was sitting on like David's side, I had our daughter Darcy in my arms, it was the exact image that I had, that I had created in my mind. And it was just holding that vision, feeling those feelings of like, yes, we are going to have this baby, it's going to be healthy, I'm going to be able to bring home this baby at the end. It was just, yeah, incredible. And that's when that really kind of catapulted my belief and passion for the law of attraction and manifestation
0: wow that is so powerful as well like visualization people underestimate it so much don't they but like Mm. even like feeling the real feelings like so using your senses I always tell people to make sure when you're visualizing it's not just in your head you're actually hearing the sounds you're feeling the feelings you're you're smelling you're tasting do you know what I mean using all of your senses because that helps to maximize the potential doesn't it
2: Yes, and and, and I've, as I've said probably too many times already, your mind doesn't know the difference between imagination and reality. So when you are visualizing and you're immersing all your senses, your mind is acting as if it's happening. You're taking yourself in that direction. So it's it's I think visualization is it's the most powerful technique. So what's example. on your
0: vision board for the foreseeable future, then, Natalie?
2: oh okay I'm looking at it now actually because it's pinned behind my desk I think my one of my biggest ones is a book I've had I've had this idea for a book for about two years um and I really want to bring that to life so that's something I'm actively manifesting at the moment um and our house as well which was another big manifestation we manifested our house and to get that finished and make it kind of a a home for uh, for all of us like a home we feel proud of that's not half finished building site <laughs> they're my two big things at the moment
0: fantastic I love that and I know how hard it is to write a book as well because I'm in the middle of writing an e-book oh wow it's just a nightmare isn't it like it's, so much. it's a big
2: thing yes and I think as I know I, I could self-publish it but in, in my manifestation I, I want to have like a publishing deal yeah. so I've, I've mapped it out I've written a couple of chapters so I'm confident it will happen but it's, it's like in divine timing isn't it? you can't push these things it will happen yeah. if it's meant to happen when it's meant to happen
0: yeah, there's just so much as well because I've wrote, I think I've wrote about 10 chapters so far, but I keep oh on going back to it all the time and then I'm like, I yeah. forgot to add that bit in and then yeah. I, I'll reread it and I'll think, no, I really shouldn't mention that or that can yeah. do with like another chapter all on its own. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's it's never going to end. Do you know what I mean? I need to eventually just set myself a target and think yes. I'm going to release it on this date so I need to have it finished by this date and that'll push me.
2: Yeah yeah I think I think have it, have that clear goal isn't it? I think because that's the thing when you're manifesting it's getting clear isn't it that's the key thing get clear um and then you know taking that inspired action which obviously are well, with with the starting of the writing process
0: yeah definitely so how can people find you then Natalie because on your website people can book coaching sessions can't they they can book hypnotherapy one-on-one sessions mm. so yes. how can people find you
2: so um instagram so um on instagram it's at clarity underscore coaching and hypnotherapy it's, it's such a the thing of my job title it's such a long wordy one i can't <laughs> seem to abbreviate it um and so instagram is my main platform and then i have recently ventured onto tiktok as well i, w- I was thinking oh, i'm too old for tiktok you know i was thinking it was all dances You're but it's absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's not too. it's actually such an amazing platform for kind of sharing information and, and learning different things i think that's how i discovered you as well was on tiktok your tiktok's are amazing oh, Really? i love them. yeah yeah so good um so yeah so tiktok you can find me as well um, and instagram and obviously through my website as well oh and, and my podcast as well my new podcast <laughs> if you want to come have a listen to that as well
0: <laughs> yeah so what i'll do is i'll put all of the above into the show notes below including the link to natalie's website or instagram tiktok and the podcast so yeah. yeah natalie thank you so much for joining me on today's episode i hope you've enjoyed thank you
2: time. oh it's been amazing thank you so much for having me it's been it's been an amazing opportunity thank you to come on here
0: no problem really appreciate you coming on and you. if you enjoyed today's episode please don't forget to leave me a review wherever you're listening from don't forget to visit cannycrystals.co.uk use the discount code which is the word podcast and i'll see you all next friday for another episode of canny crystals podcast Thanks so much for listening, guys. Have a lovely weekend. Bye.